Garrick Knight joins us. And firstly, Garrick, mate, uh, thanks for giving us some of your time on what is a massive New Zealand Cup day. Yeah, thanks, Tobes. Uh, we're joining you on a Tuesday for once, but, uh, you know, needs must. As you say, our biggest day of the year. Uh, anyone who's anyone in the harness game should be on course at Eddington today. And uh, the fact that I'm not there tells you I'm pretty much a nobody. Uh, yes and no. It's uh, Is it a day off there for a lot of people? Uh, no, but Friday is a day off uh, in Canterbury. It's, okay. um, it's a public holiday, and that's when they have the show day races. Ironically, the show day races actually they have really poor attendance nowadays. No one actually get They all go to the AMP show, which is like the agricultural sort of festival with all yeah. the animals and whatever else. The big two days are today uh, at Abington, the Harness, and then Saturday, the Gallopers, which is absolutely jam-packed. And I'll tell you what, most of the Harness fraternity go there, not just the fans, the trainers, the drivers, the owners. You go to go to the Gallops on Saturday, you'll see, you know, you'll see a Mark Purden, you know, having a an orange juice with a junior driver. You know, everyone's there. It's, it's a place to be. Now, tell us, uh, let's cut straight to the chase, New Zealand Cup, and... Is it a racing too? Is it just a Cooter and Swayze that everyone's talking about, or could there be somewhat of an upset? No, I can't see an upset. It's a racing two, no doubt about it. The only viable uh, alternative there is if they both were to gallop, which I don't think will happen. Um, I mean, a Cooter's always away slowly, but he's away safely. I've I've, uh, I've watched all the reports from Mark Purden, read them all. I saw a video of a Cooter in the paddock yesterday. He's absolutely glistening. He is just, you know, with copy that out, um, self-assured below his best. He's been panels of, of everything over here in the spring. Just every, you know, doesn't matter, how, matter how the race pans out, he's too good. Swayze, I've got, I've actually got Swayze on top, to be honest. That might surprise you, but I was just so impressed with his win in the Blacks of Fake and then that run at Menangle last time. And then I just, you know, if I had any doubts, I spoke to Cameron Hart for my media obligations over here on Friday and um, look, I don't know whether it's just a common trait of Cameron's, but he was very, very confident. It was it was quite refreshing because you don't usually get that from New Zealand drivers. But, you know, he was sort of throwing out your lines like, a, if I find the lead, I don't think I'll be beaten. Um, you know, I'm, I'm almost certain we'll step and, you know, land ahead of Akuta. He's the best horse I've driven. Um, you know, he's a machine. He's a powerhouse. You know, just just incredible, incredible stuff he, he was putting out there, which you have to respect given the record him and Jason have, fashion today. Does he have to stay ahead of Akuda to win this race, if that makes sense? He has to be ahead of him. He has to get to the chair first. He has to get to the lead first. If Akuda gets ahead of Swayze, is it becomes well, Akuda's so. race? I, well, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think that's the case, but Cameron pointed out that Swayze's best asset is his is he can run a, a, a strong speed for a long way. So mm. I guess his theory is go to the front. Mark Purden will have to put Akuda in the race. So I guess if he finds the front, he's then going to plan on parking a cooter from, I don't know, be it the mile, a lap out, wherever it is. You know, if he gets to the chair, Swayze that is, I would say he's probably going to plan on parking a cooter three wide for the rest of the race. Um, that being said, whoever's in front, be it Kango, Republican Party, I think the leader will hand to either Swayze or a cooter, whichever one comes looking first and whenever. So to me, probably, like the scenario, a lap out, Swayze or Akuda in front, the other one sitting parked. So I think if Swayze is on the markers, I think he wins. If Akuda's on the markers, then I think we've got a real match race. 
you've got some other news for us around uh, the sale of a horse to America. Oh, just a quick note, um, people who follow, uh, you know, look for Australian interest, Gene Feast had one in today, Sinbad in race two. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, actually, it's by the time uh, this, this year, I'd say probably the race will have been. But he was scratched this morning. I spoke to Jean. Uh, she sold him to American interest. So uh, that's taken a bit of the gloss off the day for her. But I guess she got an offer she could not refuse. Cameron Hart was actually down to drive drive him as well. Was he, was he a bay by any chance? Uh, yes, Bay Gelding. Yep, Sinbad Bay, they could have called him. But anyway, uh, now let's have a look at some others. Uh, race four, mate. Uh, we're going to be on air for this race. So race four is the Garrard's Pace. Uh, there's 16 runners in this. And I'll be honest with you, I have no clues here who to be tipping. So give us a hand, can you? Yeah, look, it's the toughest race of the day. And it's probably the least impressive race of the day. I don't really think they've ever run a, a field for the horses rated below 50 before. They've replaced, they seemingly replaced the Cup Day Maiden with this. That being said, there's three or four really nice chances. You'll note the money has come from Mandalay Bay, who's been a really good horse already. He's now changed stables to Bob Butt on the beach. Trolled super impressive last week, Cup Day trials. The money's come from, when they come for the, for the horses from Bob uh, Butt stable, you know they're really... I really like 14 Amaretto Franco, and I'm tipping her out. She's a classy filly. Her first up run was super impressive. She got well back in a leader's race, and she absolutely stormed home. Her sectionals were off the charts. Um, Stephen McRae, her trainer, he only takes into the races when they're ready. He's got a great strike rate, and I think she is a really, really good each way bet today. I think last time I looked, she was paying about 6 and 250. So make sure you include her in all your, all your multiples. And the other one in that race, just worth mentioning as well, Boris O'Kane, a lot of ability, has had a lot of luck lately, but I thought he trolled super last week for Regan Todd. Uh, Regan's been going through a bit of a quiet patch lately, but I think uh, he's just got some nice horses about to turn the corner, and this will be one of them. So 14 strongly on top for me with a big watch on 13 and 16. Race five, mate, we haven't discussed this prior, but the Tab Junior free-for-all is... An interesting race in the fact that we've got two three-year-olds that in the old system would be four-year-olds in Merlin and Dots Don't Stop Dreaming. And an intriguing run into Australian fans would be See Art having its first start for Jason Grimson. Yep. Uh, I can tell you Jason only took possession of the horse last Thursday. The deal was only done late in the piece. Um, so he's, you know, today's what, Tuesday. So he's had the horse Friday, Saturday, so five days maybe at that. So... Really, um, there's only so much polish he could have put on the horse since then. Uh, He's a a nice player, that horse. I think long-term, a different system over in Australia, he'll be a a nice pick-up. But I would be surprised and quite shocked, to be honest, if he measured up against some of the ones he meets today. Uh, Merlin does stop dreaming, you know, the two. In a 12-month's time, we'll be talking about them as the two cup favourites, probably along Mm. with the Cooter. Um, Derby, you know, our Derby's now in December, so they're, they're transitioning towards that. But look, I just read uh, Mark Curtin. You know, you learn after a while to read between the lines when Mark is really, really confident in one. And I just felt like he thinks Don't Stop Dreaming is near, near on unbeatable today, just the way he talked about this horse on TV here in New Zealand yesterday. So, a uh, fascinating race. There's other chances. Celtic Spirit, really, really good horse in form, a lot of interest from overseas at the moment in him. Got the gate speed, he'll lead. Definitely. Uh, do Merlin and Don't Stop Dreaming go off the arm? Uh, 2,600, maybe they don't. They might go mid-race. We'll wait, we'll wait and see. But 
I think it's a, it's a race in two, and that's not giving anyone any surprises there. But those two horses are just so phenomenally good that I think they'll fight out the finish over the longer trip. Mate, I want to ask you about Millwood Nike and taking on Mantra Blue. And in many ways, this might be the best race of the whole day with Artie by the seaside getting the advantage on the barrier draw, which just brings her into play a little bit. But this is the test. How good is Millwood Nike? Yeah, well, I did put on Twitter last week that I thought this might actually secretly be the race of the day, um, you know, outside of Akuta and, and Swayze's match race. So, uh, yeah, I can't go against Millwood Nike. Uh, every time she looks beaten in her races, she finds another another gear or two and just lifts and wins. She's tough. She's fast. She's well-mannered. Mark's back in the cart today. That's not just, I mean, she's unbeaten. So the previous, you know, Olivia Thornley didn't do anything wrong. But, you know, you just have more confidence on a big race with a man like Mark Burton in the cart. Uh, Zach Butcher's really just phenomenal. Those last two wins, she had no right to win either of them. You know, probably fields were down on this one. But, you know, when you take into consideration those races, how the race was run, I think she was checked at Cambridge and then possibly uh, got too far back at Addington. Still just too good. Just chimed in and won one going away. So, uh, and then Artie by the seaside. I mean, you know, excellent filly. She's drawn to lead. Probably trail, though, the way I see it painting out. Probably the stable mate, Sweet Diamond, which can fly the arm. Sweet Diamond's probably going to give Artie by the seaside the trail and then put their stable mate three back, Carlo a flyby. And then Sweet Diamond, I would suggest, will be, in, well, not instructed, but the plan will be for her to stay in front. She's a natural front runner. She's fast. She's, she's a good filly. That'll ensure Stonewall stud three horses a lead, trail three pegs. Um, and then down the straight, I guess it'll be a matter of where those two back line fillies are and how much work those ones in front have done. Because I know Sweet Coco and Carter Del Getty, they'll be going forward looking for the lead as well. Uh, so there could be a strong tempo. One I will throw out there for your trifectas, first fours, and possibly if there's going to be a blowout, treacherous ball, number seven, has an absolutely withering burst of speed, this filly. Phenomenal speed. Best driven with a sit for one run. If they go like the clappers and they're out on their feet, she could be the one to get over the top of them. Would you back Millwood Nike at, say, $1.60? Uh, that's getting probably to the point of unders. Yeah. But again, you don't win 15 out of 15, many of them at Group 1 level, unless you are one of the elite of all time. And I mean, it's clear to me now she's up there with your ladies in reds, your dormies, those Oof. types of mares. You know, she she she's of that ilk. Um, so, you know, would you take would you take a dormie or ladies in red at a dollar sixty in that field when they were late three odd fillies? You probably would. Fe- feature trot race later in the day, mate. It's a very intriguing affair. We're very familiar with Majestic Man. Uh, Loving in the port, still nominated for the Inter Dominion and. A horse called Mystic Max is three dollar forty favourite. It's it's a tricky little affair. This trot race. You got some some in, some info for us here? Well, there was one I, def- I definitely had had a lean towards. Um, and just quickly on Mystic Max, Blair Orange is driving him. I'm not sure if uh, the, your listeners might be aware. Blair's actually uh, he hasn't driven for a week. Missed last week's Cup trials and every race meeting since. I even believe he might have been in hospital for a bit. Something to do with he pulled all the muscles in his ribcage, I believe. Um, he's been in real strife, and I think. I was on trackside yesterday here. He was going to visit the physio or the strapper for the Crusaders rugby team this morning to get specialist strapping put on his chest just so he could drive today. Um, that's how much pain he's been in. So just bear that in mind. 
Blair's really, um, you know, forcing the issue to get there to fulfil his book. He's got a good book today as well. Hmm. So that was just another piece of information. But look, I really like I Dream of Jeannie. She loves this time of year. She's a really good beginner. She's drawn wide. You actually want to draw wide on the front line in these standing start short course races at Addington. The starter seems to give the ones out wide. And we'll find this in the cup later as well. The ones drawn five, six, seven, eight. They seem to give it a run up on the ones on the inside who get caught flat-footed. I spoke to her trainer, Sam Smolensky, late last week, and he is not an outwardly um, arrogant sort of guy. And it, he's the opposite, in fact. He's very humble and modest. And he just, the confidence he gave me in his mare this week, uh, through the roof. He is very, very happy with her. And it just strikes me as the right race for her. Yeah, there's some nice horses, but there's no standouts. A lot of the good judges, well, um, a lot of commentary in the last couple of days, many people saying, yeah, I'll just skip this race. Don't really like it. It's a bit hard to read. Well, I'm very confident I Dream of Jeannie could be one of the better bets of the day. Humble and modest. I'll have to Google them and work out what they mean, mate. <laughs> You're the epitome of that, aren't you? Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, Garrick Knight, thank you so much for your contribution to the show. And hopefully uh, you can back a few winners while you're down here enjoying the afternoon uh, in, your second fu- in your second home. Yes, thank you, mate. Good luck to punters out there. Enjoy the day.